At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network, hour number two. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Jam-packed second hour. We are going to talk some NFL. We'll get back into game five of the NBA Finals, a quick preview of game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, and, of course, all my plays for today going forward. But let's get back to Major League Baseball. Joining us now the Major League Baseball fantasy analyst for ESPN, Roto Grinders, and EV Analytics. It's Derek Carty joining us here on Point Spread Sunday. Derek, good morning and welcome. Yeah, good morning to you too. Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, I'm curious how you approach betting on or against teams on winning streaks like the Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. Yesterday on the show, I tried to go plus one and a half on the run line against uh, both the Phillies and the Braves and went 0 for 2. Uh, I'm actually going to run it back today again with uh, with the Arizona Diamondbacks plus one and a half on the run line here just because Ranger Suarez is starting for Philadelphia and I'm getting a better pitching matchup with Kyle Nelson starting for Arizona. But just in general, when you see teams on a streak, do you try to jump in and ride the streak or you're looking for the spot where it might snap? So honestly, if you look at the math, hot streaks or cold streaks are not predictive whatsoever. So when I'm projecting what I think a team's chances of winning a game is, my system ignores streaks entirely because you lose accuracy by looking at them. It's entirely random variance, and so I don't really care about them. The the only reason I would care about them is because the markets tend to care about them. You know, a lot of times when a team is on a hot streak, you know, their odds might be too aggressive. Or if a team is on a cold streak, maybe there's value on betting on them because the market is undervaluing them because they realize people are looking at these things. People don't want to bet on a team that is on a cold streak because the human brain wants to think it's real. It wants to think, oh, they've been so cold. Of course, they're going to be bad again today. But in reality, that's not actually what happens. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of the way I approach them. I, I think there's definitely edge to be had because of them, but not because of the streaks themselves. Right. And so when you see a game today like you see with uh, Arizona and Philadelphia, and, and typically when you take the plus one and a half on a run line, it's usually heavily juiced. But today it's been floating around 120, 125. You're getting a very moderate price from a juice standpoint. Um, when you talked about how the market cares about that and how it reflects it, 
the other way to look at that, too, is you're looking at Philadelphia minus 105, which is usually heavily plus, and today it's only plus 105. So uh, is there any of that when you factor it into it, how much juice you're paying or how much plus money you're receiving when looking at it? Yeah, it really just depends on on the probability. You know, I care about kind of the probability that is implied by, you know, the number that you're betting on against the probability of the team winning. And uh, it's interesting because you, you mentioned the Phillies and the Braves are on, you know, hot streaks right now. I think they've won nine and 10 games respect, respectively in a row. Um, they were two of the most underperforming teams early in the year. Every time I'd go on a show like this, I'd get asked, oh, well, who's an underperforming team that's going to get better? I'm like, it's the Phillies and it's the Braves. And now we've seen them. They're, they're on these hot streaks, which is partially good variance, but also partially because these were really, really talented teams that were underperforming. And now the needle, at least recently, has almost swung the other way a little bit, which is really interesting. As much value as there was on Phillies and Braves a couple weeks ago, uh, at this point, there might be a little bit of value betting on the other side of it. You know, especially I think the Braves game today, I would be very confident betting the opposite side of that game. And even Philly, if you want to place a bet on Arizona, I think there's maybe, you know, a, a tiny bit of value there. So um, it really, it's interesting how the markets get shaped and how much they overreact to streaks like this, because these were probably the two most underrated teams in baseball as of two weeks ago. Derek, when you look at uh, teams that, have performed well in betting markets, but not necessarily in the win-loss column. Teams like the Baltimore Orioles and the Texas Rangers this year, even the Arizona Diamondbacks. These are teams that have been great, um, you know, run-line teams this year on plus one and a half, but ne haven't necessarily impressed anybody in the box score or in the standings. Uh, do you look for advantages there with those kind of teams? Yeah, so it's not surprising. Um you know, that those are the types of teams that we've seen do well against the market, but not necessarily overall. And it's it's a trend we see in these lines a lot of times. Like the general public doesn't want to bet on the Baltimore Orioles or the whoever you said, Arizona Diamondbacks or like the Pittsburgh Pirates. Or the, yeah, like these are not good teams. And so people don't want to bet on them. And a lot of times when the lines come out, they are kind of shaded in terms of the favorite. These are generally teams that are big underdogs. Maybe they only have a 30 or a 40% chance to win on any given day. And, uh, and the, you know, the implied win percentage by the money line is usually three to five to 6% lower than that. So yeah, these teams are going to lose more often than not. And they're not going to look good in the, you know, in the standings, but when they do win, you're getting paid off by it because of that kind of bias that people have. And the market's kind of, you know, accounting for that. So I'm, I'm big on betting underdogs when the value supports it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's not surprising at all. So those are the types of teams that I think generally there is more value on, not every single game. You need to look at every game individually, but a lot of times underdogs like that, you do find good value on if you're willing to make those ugly bets. Uh, Derek, we're in the middle of June here. And although the trade deadline feels like it's far away, it's, it's this point in time where GMs, really start to jam the phones and figure out what they're going to look like and start fielding offers and calls for impactful players heading into the month of July and the all-star break and the trade deadline. So are there teams that you look at right now that you could think may offer a fire sale teams that you may look to uh, like, you know, again, the Braves who were struggling and playing below where they were prior to this win streak that may try to take advantage, maybe a team like the White Sox that's been struggling to try to acquire a player uh, going forward that may be able to impact their team. Yeah, absolutely. You have to look at teams that, you know, maybe think they're a player or two away and a team like the Braves, a team like the White Sox, a team like the Phillies. Um, you can make a case for any team in the American League East with how, you know, how tight that is. You know, you would think one of these teams, um, you know, they're going to be working the phones. They're going to be looking to see what they can acquire to try to push themselves over the top. Uh, what games are you looking at today as uh, games of value or games of interest from a betting standpoint? Yeah, so uh, one. I mean, we talked about betting on bad teams, betting on underdogs potentially because there's value there. Uh, I think there's a lot of value on the Cubs today. Uh, they're facing the Yankees, who are obviously, you know, probably the best team in the American League, and the Cubs are, you know, one of the weaker teams in the National League. But there's value on it, you know, especially a team like the Yankees, a big market team. Everyone knows they're good. Uh, a lot of times the 
you know, the, the odds are not handicapped correctly because Vegas knows people want to bet on the Yankees. They don't want to bet against them. And so they make you pay for the chance to do that. And so if you're smart, you bet on the other side. And uh, so the Cubs today, I think, look like uh, one of the better value propositions. I think uh, kind of a similar situation with uh, with the Angels and the Mets today. The Angels are actually a small favorite, but they should be a bigger favorite than that. You know, the Mets are probably the most overperforming team to this point in the year. Um, and uh, the Angels have a big pitching advantage today. Patrick Sandoval has been really good this year. He's a very, very good pitcher. And Taiwan Walker is average at best. Um, the Mets offense is overperforming. We should expect some regression. And so I think uh, I think the Angels look like a really strong bet today as well. You talk about regression, and and that word is used in baseball a lot. Uh, and baseball regression, it's it's a thing because typically, you know, over 162 games and doing it every single day, you play to what the numbers say that you are more often than not, which is why the numbers are what they are. But how much do you factor into regression or regression into a handicap or even in, in a given situation? of what a team is versus what they are actually playing like. Yeah. So you have to take it on a case by case basis, but basically when we talk about regression from a statistical standpoint, we can measure, okay, this stat stabilizes after this amount of time, this stat stabilizes after this amount of time. And so you can do that for every stat. You can calculate it out for every player, for every team. And basically you come to a projection of what their actual underlying talent level is based on what they've done and based on the stability of the things they've done. And and once you do that, you kind of have an idea, okay, this team is this good. This team is this good. This team is this good. And, and when you do that, a team like the Mets, um, they're a very good team. They're not a truly elite team. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's really all it comes down to. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, it's a great spot to bet on the Angels today just because uh, it's the end of a long road trip for the Mets. You know, you talk about that regression and uh, they're going up against an offense that can contend uh, and even hit as good as the Mets pitching has been generally this year. This is an offense and a lineup that can present a lot of problems for them. So I think situationally, it's a great spot uh, for the Angels. And, and I wouldn't even mind laying the one and a half uh, on the run line and taking the plus money at it. Yeah, absolutely. The The only thing to keep in mind is it is Sunday. And so I don't love betting early line Sunday because teams tend to rest starters. It's day games after night games, you know, especially a team like the Angels. If the, their offense is very front loaded, if Mike Trout were to sit out today or Otani were to sit out today, that would have a big impact. And so um, a lot of times on Sundays, you can find value right after lineups come out um, because teams are resting starters or at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Sunday is brought to you by Zen Nick. Equipment to deal with. Zinn nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many, many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head over to zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Find. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday here on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zinno. Jeff Diamond is going to join us uh, coming up. We'll get into the a little bit of the NFL discussion here. I know it's a little bit of a slow time here. We got mini camps starting next week uh, for most of the NFL teams. The mandatory mini camps that are coming up will finish up, and then they'll get to the real dead period uh, before training camp kicks off about a month later into uh, the end of July. So we'll talk some NFL. Uh, coming up next here on the show. And, of course, we'll wrap things up as we do every edition of Point Spread Saturday and Point Spread Sunday with my selections for today. So stay with us here through 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, before we turn it over to the Lombardi line with Mike Lombardi and Patrick Maher as we do every Sunday at 10 a.m. All right, let's get back to Game 5 of the NBA Finals here and just kind of look at some uh, Game 5 of course, some uh, props that are available. You get the game at, at minus four in certain shops. Uh, three and a half, of course, is where it opened up. Uh, we're a total set at 212. As we talked about earlier, uh, you know, in, in breaking down the game with Mitch Lawrence of Sirius XM, the, the turnovers are the big thing here, and, and they're not predictive. And I, I don't know how much uh, I'm going to be able to trust that Boston can take care of the basketball. I think what Boston has done exceptionally well is limit Golden State shooting across the board. And if I am, I'm a Udoka and, and I'm the head coach of the Boston Celtics and I am looking at this game five, I'm literally saying to them, I don't care who else beats us. Number 30 is not going to beat us. Like to me, that feels like the approach. They've done a great job at limiting the shooting of this Golden State team for this entire series. As I mentioned earlier, they came into the NBA Finals shooting 49% from the field through this entire postseason, and Boston has done a great job limiting them to 45%. Now, again, 45% is not a bad shooting percentage from the field in any game that you're going to play in the NBA. However, comma, uh, when it drops off four points, that's a significant number for Golden State to deal with and figure out how to find their offense, hence why half the games in this series have gone under the total just simply because you're looking at a team that isn't scoring at the rate that they normally would. Uh, I give credit to Golden State's defense as well. They've done a very good job at limiting Boston. Boston's only scored 100 points per game over the last three games of this series. So they haven't exactly lit up the scoreboard here, um, much similar to what they did in game one when they stole a game there. Uh, and so... Golden State really of categories over the last three games. Uh, when you talk about fast break points, where they're ahead, um, you know they're they're ahead in effective field goal percentage. They're ahead in shooting percentage. They're ahead in three point percentage. You know it's been one of those deals where Golden State has started to try to round out into form. But I give a ton of credit to this Boston defense for how they've been able to handle Golden State. <clears throat> excuse me in this series and. How much will the secondary scoring play into 
this game five because I think it it's a huge part of it. If if Al Horford and Marcus Smart are you know Al Horford's around twelve to fifteen points and Marcus Smart's around eighteen to twenty points, that's a massive assist for Boston when it comes to what they've done. You know that Jason Tatum's going to score in the mid twenties to high twenties. You know that Jalen Brown will score into the low to mid twenties, and those guys will get theirs. But what do the Derek Whites provide? What do the the uh, Grant Williams and Rob Williams provide offensively for these teams? If they don't have an impact, that's a huge win for the Golden State Warriors. And on the flip side, for the Boston Celtics, when they limit Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney and Clay Thompson isn't in a rhythm, because when Clay Thompson is in a rhythm, Golden State's unbeatable. There's just way too many good shooters across the floor uh, for them. And even Andrew Wiggins, who hasn't really been you know appreciated enough um, in this series, or at least in the, if, at all in Golden State, because of everybody else that's there when you talk about Steph, Clay, and Draymond, um, Wiggins sort of the forgotten about man, but he's, he's had himself a, a decent series, even to the point where you look at his point total prop at 17 and a half. Um, the over is juiced to minus 120, under is minus 110. So, you know, he's right in that range. Um, Clay Thompson needs to have a bigger game in game five, and I've been waiting for it. I thought it was going to happen in game three, and it didn't. Um, and it cost Golden State the game. From a standpoint of they just didn't get enough from anybody else other than Steph. You have Clay Thompson's point total prop for game five at 19 and a half, and it's juiced to the under, which tells you again that he's just a guy that hasn't really been performing to the level that uh that you need him to. Both Jalen Brown at 23 and a half and Jason Tatum at 26 and a half, both of those juiced to the over. Al Horford's another guy right there. Again, nine and a half. If he's in double figures from a scoring standpoint, <clears throat> excuse me then this Boston team has a great shot to cover this number. Um, and, and you feel like that that's where you want him to be. Jordan Poole at 12 and a half, that's juiced to the under. He's been sort of feast or famine. And, it, and I think it's a minutes thing with Jordan Poole. When he gets 30 minutes in the game, he's going over that number. He gets 30, 35 minutes, he goes over that number. If for whatever reason he's limited minutes-wise to under 30 or in the high 20s, he just doesn't have enough opportunities to score uh, in the game. You'd like to think that a player like Draymond Green is going to have a huge bounce back game at home. When I look at his rebound prop at seven and a half and it's juiced heavy to the under at minus 125, it might be worth a flyer to take the over in, in the hopes that he will rebound. I mean, you have to believe that Steph Curry is going to have an enormous amount of confidence in Draymond Green and isn't going to limit his minutes, at least not early. You know, like it's one of those things where Draymond's going to have to prove to Steve Kerr that he's ineffective from the start before he gets told to sit down and put your warm up back on um, that kind of deal. So it, it, maybe if you look at Draymond and he can get three or four rebounds in the first half, you feel good about where he's going to have the opportunities to do it in the second half. It's just a question of how quick he starts out and how much his play can keep him on the floor. But I do like that angle of Draymond Green, especially since it's only minus 105 going over his 7.5 uh, in his prop for rebounds. I think that the, you're finding a little bit of value there uh, if you want to look for it. You know, in assists, um, is, it, is it smart to say Steph Curry, <laughs> who's under 5.5 assists, is juiced to minus 165? Uh, and he's over 5.5 at plus, one, plus money at plus 125? He just he, he doesn't he doesn't have to be the facilitator because he's doing all the scoring. And that really is something that um, is is worthwhile noting. Where do the <clears throat> excuse me, where do the assists come from? Who knows for Golden State? Because mostly it has been Steph Curry doing it himself. But it's one of those things where I think Steph's assists are directly tied to a player like Clay Thompson and how many shots he's hitting. If he's hitting shots, then guess what? You know, Steph's assists are more likely to go up because he knows he can feed them and it'll be productive. But there's a certain amount of if Boston does what you think they're going to do and they key on Steph as much as they will, you could sort of, you know, play into the fade of the assists going over. Um, and because Steph is a smart enough player to dish it off, but that comes from guys hitting shots early. So the game script, if it unfolds that way, should tell you 
where Steph's assists are going to go. And it may be something, if you can live bet it, maybe the best way to do it, honestly. See if he can get one or two assists early and see where the number goes. Uh, if you get it to go to six and a half, you can jump on top of it and hope that he has that sort of game. But, um, you know, or, or try to take advantage of the fact that if it drops down to four and a half, you, you can get it at a place where um, the juice isn't too heavy and you try to play the over and hope that guys start hitting shots. Um, that, that's my, might be the only approach for a number like that with Steph. But still, if he gets other guys involved early and they're scoring, it's going to create a ton of problems and a ton of headaches for the Boston Celtics. Uh, all right, we didn't get a chance to get into uh, the Stanley Cup. Real quick here, Avalanche opened up his favorites, minus one and a half. Total for the game six, I would lean the under. Uh, I, I don't know that again with all the scoring that's available that's out there with Colorado. We've seen them struggle a little bit. Uh, that St. Louis Blues series is still a head scratcher to me for them. Why they struggled so much? Um, if you give me anything, Tampa Bay plus one and a half. Can't recommend paying the juice. Maybe it's worth it to take Tampa Bay on the money line at plus one forty-five in Game One. Uh, just take a flyer on them, but I do like the under at minus one ten. All right, uh, we'll come back. Turn our attention to the NFL as we look forward to the start of the NFL season as we will get a discussion with Jeff Diamond coming up next. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno. More to come on Point Spread Sunday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Sunday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. third major of the golf season is here and you can get in on the action with doers major championship challenge draft in two free fantasy golf contests one classic and one round four showdown and compete for your share of ten thousand dollars in total prizes head to draftkingscom doers now to play free again doers d-e-w-a-r-s welcome back in to point spread sunday here on vsin the Sports Betting Network, I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Mark Zinno. Let's turn our attention to the NFL and welcome in now former GM of the Minnesota Vikings and as well former Tennessee Titans president and now sports business consultant Jeff Diamond joins us here on Point Spread Sunday. Jeff, good morning and welcome. Thank you, Mark. Good morning. Uh, I have found that I may be uh, one of the few people alone on, on Kirk Cousins Island, but I think he's criminally underrated uh, I think he is absolutely a quarterback, particularly from a betting standpoint, that I can get behind on a routine basis because of how he performs. And yet still the Minnesota Vikings continue to be one of those teams that's looked at as sort of not at the top level, not only of the NFC, but of all of football. So um, you've obviously been around him. You've obviously put you know together uh, his stay in Minnesota that said, um, do you look at Kirk Cousins any differently now than you did when you guys first acquired him? Well, I, I think that Kirk Cousins kind of is what he is and, and what he's always been, which is really a, a, a very good NFL quarterback and, as you said, yeah. probably underrated. And I see him as perhaps not a top-10 guy, but really kind of in that maybe number 12 to 15 range, maybe, maybe 10 to 15, and consistent. And he, he's a guy with a great supporting cast who can be very productive. And I think that's what happened a couple of years ago when the Vikings made the playoffs and won a playoff game in New Orleans. And then the last two years, the defense went, went uh, became terrible under Mike Zimmer, unfortunately, for, for the Vikings. And, and really, that wasn't necessarily Cousins' fault. The offense was still pretty productive. And, and Cousins just had a few bad moments in some key games against the Packers and the Rams and, and some of the top teams, but but really he was he was productive. He's he's been a Pro Bowl quarterback, and he still has a great supporting cast with with Dalvin Cook running the ball, with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, two elite receivers, and KJ Osborne a good third receiver. It hurt him last year when Irv Smith Jr. their tight end was out, uh, but the Tyler Conklin had a pretty good year, and and now Smith is back and. I think they've beefed up the offensive line a little bit through the draft the last few years. So I think that's the big question mark. Will the interior offensive line hold up so that Cousins doesn't get that pressure up the middle? Uh, and, uh, and so to me, the defense appears like it could be a lot better this year 
with the coaching change, with Ed Donatel taking over, moving to the 3-4 and, and being a little more flexible on defense compared to the 4-3. The question mark for the Vikings is still their corners, their cornerback situation. Uh, they drafted Andrew Booth Jr. We'll see how he can perform well. He's coming off an injury. Patrick Peterson played pretty well last year. Harrison Smith still an excellent guy in the secondary, and, and Lewis Cena they drafted. So I think the Vikings have the pieces, and especially to me the key of the Vikings this year is if Cousins can produce in difficult kind of off-schedule moments and if the interior offensive line can hold up, and especially if Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith stay healthy at those outside linebacker edge rusher spots, I think that they can definitely be a playoff team. Their schedule is more favorable this year. They have the extra home game. They play the same side on neutral site in London. All advantageous to the Vikings. So, to me, to answer your question, I think Cousins is a very good quarterback, and I think he could have a really, maybe perhaps his best year under Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach, who is really dedicated to tailoring the offense to suit Cousins' strengths. So I think that will be really interesting to watch. Yeah, and again, their win total set at 8.5, and, and it's uh, minus 140, so it's juiced to the over with good reason. And again, I'm with you. I mean, that's a that's a nine-win team easily uh, in a 17-game season. So I, I have little reservations about them being able to do it. But you mentioned Mike Zimmer earlier, and look, I, I thought the beginning of his tenure as a head coach was much better than the end, and I know that's pretty obvious to say, but there's tons of game management flaws in his coaching and, and poor decisions. And of course the kicking situation was just awful um, for a better part of his time there. And, you know, I, it was, what can you say? I, I think it's better that they get an offensive coach than a defensive one, I guess is the way I'll go with, with, with as it pertains to Mike Zimmer. Yeah. And I, I think, I think Zim is a good NFL coach and, and a good NFL defensive coach, but but there were some flaws, as you mentioned. There are some situations, even defensively, where they got caught with, with some bad coverages uh, in some key moments last year, covering Cooper Cup with a slot corner in Mackenzie Alexander, one-on-one, and had crunch time, and that was a big mistake and, and kind of got caught in a similar situation against Devontae Adams. And so that was a little disappointing how, how things ended, but I think overall a couple of number-one defenses there, and, and really had some excellent teams defensively. It just seemed like it was hard to mesh the two together when the defense was, was great, the offense was kind of average, and then the offense became extremely productive and the defense went down. And as you said, the kicking game was, was shaky uh, almost throughout, even though Greg Joseph came on better at the end of last year. But he missed a, a game-winning field goal in Arizona, and the way the season unfolded for the Vikings, one more win would have got him in the playoffs, and, and perhaps it was that kick, perhaps it was the coverage on Cup. Who knows what could have changed, and maybe maybe Zimmer would still be there in Spielman. But, but I think for, for the sake of the franchise, there's kind of a fresh feel out there. I've been covering the team, doing some local media here in minicamp and OTAs, and, and, and there seems like to be a kind of a fresh attitude, and I, and I think it's probably good to, that the change was made and even though I think Zimmer is still a quality NFL coach. I'm not sure if there's an easy answer to this question, but I'm just sort of curious from your perspective as a former GM, which situation presents more volatility? A head coach getting a new quarterback or a quarterback getting a new head coach, much similar to what Kirk is going to go through, what Derek Carr is going to go through with a new head coach in, in Las Vegas? Or is it a situation where – Theoretically speaking, it's Kevin Stefanski getting Deshaun Watson to roll in uh, and sort of changing an offense around. Is, is, does one of those two situations present more volatility? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it just depends on on the personalities of the coach and the quarterback. And if if it's a, a good mix, and as you said, if it's an offensive coach coming in, such as uh, an O'Connell coming in to work with, with a veteran guy in Cousins, um, it's probably a better situation than a defensive coach coming in. And, and if it's a, an established head coach, such as Kevin Stefanski, he's already been there three years now, and, and Watson comes in even with all his baggage, uh, which uh, incidentally I, I think it's just a dreadful situation potentially for, for Kevin in Cleveland. And, and I know Kevin pretty well from his days as offensive coordinator here in Minnesota. And uh, I, I, feel, I feel bad for, for really the – 
kind of the pressure pot he's going to be under with Watson and and what the suspension is going to look like and and just dealing with the the fan fallout and it's just personally I never would have done the Deshaun Watson deal uh, especially giving up all the all the premium premium draft choices they gave up for a guy with with 24 civil lawsuits against him for sexual assault and harassment it's just crazy to me but. It, it shows desperation, too, on, on the part of the Cleveland franchise. But I, I guess to answer the question, I, I think it's, it's probably harder on, on the quarterback when a new head coach comes in if it's not a good mesh and, and if there's not a, a good synthesis between the two on how they're going to function and because it's just similar to, to a, an established GM uh, uh, inheriting a, a head coach that he doesn't hire, well, that's not long for this world usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say the least. Uh, here, here in about a minute left, uh, you know, just kind of curious, is there a team that you look at in the NFL this year that you think will be on the rise, a team that's kind of finally put it all together? Well, I kind of like what the Chargers have done. However, they're in, that, they're in such a difficult division, obviously, and if Khalil Mack can kind of revert back to his Chicago early Bears form, and and then he's paired with Bosa, well, that could be dynamic. And 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 I like Herbert. I like their their skill people. Um, offensive line's been been juiced up, and and so I think the Chargers are a team to watch uh, in in the AFC and the NFC. Hard to say. I, I think it's still pretty pretty open. Um, I'm not sure the Rams are quite at the level they were. I'm not sure the Bucks are quite at the level they were in losing a few pieces. And and I think the, the Packers are, are going to be down a little bit, losing Devontae Adams and, and Valdez Scantling. Um, and so, to me, it, it's pretty wide open, really, in both conferences. I think it's going to be an exciting season in that regard. Perhaps the team to watch could be the Eagles. If Jalen Hurts can produce, because they've, yeah. they've just yeah. been beefing up in draft choices and some other areas, and and so I, I think it's going to be a fun season ahead. And, and uh, certainly for teams, it's a nice time to take a, a break now after mini camps. Or most teams are done with mini camps, and we'll see how it shakes out. I'm excited for the season ahead. You got it, former Vikings GM Jeff Diamond. Thanks for the time. Back with more wrapping things up on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now through the end of July. The next few months going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here on VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have all the best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil breaks down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, NASCAR, and more. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, and use of our betting tools and live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O as we uh, wrap things up here as we normally do. And I'll run down a quick slate of all of the games that I'm on today. Uh, a couple of games that uh, we'll get to in Major League Baseball. Quick, you know, just a, a sort of look ahead, as I said. I think game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, I'll lean on the under six at this point in time. Minus 110 is where we saw it. So, uh, again, the juice right where you need it to be. And I don't mind the push, but I'd lean on the under uh, between these two teams. I know that the people think a lot of goals are going to be scored. And it is Colorado, one of the highest scoring offenses in the NHL. But uh, uh, I'll sort of fade that there and stick with the under in Vasilevsky. Uh, and if Darcy Kemper is back in net for, and I haven't even checked the injury status, to be honest with you, because I've been waiting forever for uh, the Eastern Conference Finals to wrap up. But if Darcy Kemper is back in net, I feel like the under might be the way to go in game one. As far as game five of the NBA Finals, it's really, really hard for me not to take the points with Boston. But it's also very hard for me to bet against Golden State at home. Uh, and as we spoke earlier, uh, you know, I, I don't know if if Boston can win two games in Golden State this year. Um, you know, it's just it's a really tough place to win games. Um, does that mean this is the first time the spread actually comes into play where Golden State win, but Boston covers? I would tell you again, uh, I would wait if you're going to take Boston, see if the public continues to jump on Golden State uh, and and gets this number up to four and a half, maybe even five. If there's enough sort of public sentiment with the extra day off, people have more time to look at this thing, dissect it and, and uh, maybe some more of the public gets to the window uh, at four and pushes this thing over. Uh, if it drops back down to three and a half, maybe it does tell you Boston is the right side um, because I would I would have a tendency to believe that that's not public money coming back in. That's probably sharp money looking for uh, some value at four uh, and not going to wait around for it. So uh, depending on when that line movement happens, we'll see. Uh, but I would probably wait if you're going to take Boston. I think this may be the game where the spread actually plays into it and you get Golden State with a two or three point win uh, and a chance to go clinch this thing, even though it's probably still going to go seven regardless. So uh, just a quick analysis there on the uh, uh, on game five of the NBA Finals. All right, down to Major League Baseball today uh, and a couple of games we're going to look at. Um, and after speaking um, with Derek Carty, we are going to back the Angels tonight um, on the run line at plus one and a half, um, given the fact that the Mets are the favorite and you're getting a good price here. Uh, and, and really, I'm sorry, minus one and a half rather with the angels on the run line, just because again, you're, 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 uh, it's more about the Mets finishing up this long West coast trip. Um, they don't have their, any of their best starters on the mound right now. Uh, and the angels are in a favorable spot right here, uh, at minus one and a half to get plus money at 168. Uh, the Mets are minus two Oh five at plus one and a half. And that's just way too much juice to do so. We'll, we'll, we'll go with the Angels here in that spot and follow Derek Carty's lead on that one. Um, the other run line play that we'll have today is Arizona plus one and a half. And this line keeps moving uh, as far as the juice is concerned in favor of Arizona. Uh, Arizona, one of the better run line teams in Major League Baseball this year. In fact, they are fourth in Major League Baseball on the run line this year, covering 57% of the time, only behind the Mets. Texas and Baltimore uh, on the run line this year. You get Ranger Suarez starting for Philadelphia. Uh, this is not a good pitcher. 
He's got a 4-4 ERA and a, and a whip near 1.5, which is bad, against Kyle Nelson, whose ERA is down to 2, 2.04, and his whip is at 1.04. I get the better starting pitcher. Uh, the Phillies streak eventually has to come to an end, although, again, when it does is not necessarily something you can 100% figure out. I like the matchup here uh, with Arizona, and again, um, the one and a half is a is the best and safest bet you can make in Major League Baseball. The plus one and a half, the juice continues to move in favor of Arizona. So get in early on this thing uh, if you liked it to to follow me here. It's a one thirty Eastern start time in Philadelphia, but we'll take the D backs uh, after swinging and missing on them yesterday. We'll back them up again. Speaking of swinging and missing yesterday, we're going to run back the uh, under a half run in the first inning with the Yankees and Cubs once again. James Tyone starts for the Yankees. Told you all the reasons they're number one in Major League Baseball. An opponent first inning run scored percentage of just 15%. Keegan Thompson starts for the Chicago Cubs. Now, he's a starter slash reliever. He's gone back and forth. In his six starts, he's only given up one run in the first inning so far this year, and he's got a very low whip at 1.1, which is important because walks put guys on, and it's a bad situation. Those guys 40% of the time come around to score. What happened yesterday and why the, the under didn't come in in the first inning was Aaron Judge hits a home run. So you just have to kind of hope that uh, Keegan Thompson can avoid that and not give up a home run to Judge or Stanton or whoever the Yankees put at the top of the lineup. And again, Judge will probably play, even though it is a Sunday. You may, If he doesn't, it, that benefits everything. Wait and see if the lineups come out. Uh, and if you get a little bit of a different lineup at the top, for the Yankees, where it's not judging the two-hole, all the more reason to jump on this thing. You get a great price at minus 102 for the under-half run in the first inning here. So I want to run this back again and see if we can't cash this time around. Um, one more under that we're going to look at, uh, the Dodgers and San Francisco in the first five under four and a half. Juice pretty heavily, uh, minus 145. Uh, it's not a spot that I'm typically comfortable in, but you get two high-level starters in Jose Urias for the Dodgers and Carlos Rodon for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, and you kind of just look at those two starters and figure that they should be able to operate cleanly through the first five innings uh, for the most part. And it's it'll be a bullpen game um, later on as some of these, you know, with a lot of off days coming tomorrow, some of these starters may get pushed a little bit longer if possible uh, in games, and that may benefit you know uh, this this undergoing in in the first five here. Two other K props I'm going to look at, and I'm not a huge fan of K props, but you know this is uh, they're more situational for me than anything. Oakland Athletics, Cleveland Guardians, Cal Quantrill starting for the Guardians. Uh, his number's at four and a half at minus one ten. He's gotten to five Ks in just three of his last six starts, but two of those starts where he didn't get to five Ks were against the Chicago White Sox. And the Houston Astros, both those teams, top six in Major League Baseball in lowest strikeouts per game. Um, you get Oakland, who has the fifth highest strikeouts per game on the road this year at nine and a half. Uh, so Quantrill is averaging close to about one strikeout per inning. If he can get into the fifth, I feel confident he can get to the five strikeouts that we need here. And again, you get a price at minus 110 on a K prop that I'm comfortable with. Uh, so we'll back Cal Quantrill. It's the early game today. The Peacock game that starts at 1130 Eastern. So um, make sure you jump in early uh, or at least get to uh, your your betting website, the window, whatever it may be here as the game's going to get kicked off probably in a little bit more than 90 minutes from now. Uh, So if you have an interest in Cleveland and Oakland, uh, which the game, again, I think is going to go under. um, Cole Irvin starts for Cleveland uh, and Quantrill. Both of these guys have been actually pretty good starters, despite the fact that their teams don't have. Uh, a lot of run support for him, and they don't win a lot of games when those guys are on the mound. And then the final K prop we're going to look at here um, is the Atlanta Braves. Um, and I also don't mind the minus one and a half on the run line. It's just minus 118 as they try to continue their win streak here going up against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, Kyle Wright is starting for the Braves. He's been statistically their best starter this year. His K prop is a high number at over six and a half, but it's plus money at plus 104. He's only gone over this number twice since the beginning of the year, since April. Um, And the only thing that sells me on this is that Pittsburgh has the highest strikeouts per game on the road in Major League Baseball. They strike out over 10 and a half times per game on the road. And Kyle Wright's been fantastic at home. 
this entire year. Uh, his day numbers are better than his night numbers. His home numbers are better than his away numbers. So it all feeds into the fact that the Braves may have a very good game today and sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates right out of Truist Park, which is why I don't mind the one and a half. And again, it's only minus 118 uh, to lay that one and a half. So you're in an advantageous position there. But let's back Kyle Wright to have a big game here, get to seven strikeouts at plus money. Whenever I get a K-prop at plus money that I can find, I always look to try to, to, to feed into that because you don't see them all that often. So that's my entire slate. Again, give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Uh, and let me know what your plays are, what you're backing me, where you're telling me, where we have a crossfire. Really appreciate hearing from you guys each and every week. Back next weekend for Point Spread Saturday and Point Spread Sunday. Thank you for watching listening. Lombardi lineup next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.